0: I'm not sure if Coach Pittman was aware of the weather forecast, or Kyle was aware of the weather forecast, regardless. Good thing Arkansas didn't practice today with all the weather that has moved through northwest Arkansas.
1: Yeah, it's been uh, unfortunate for a lot of people, obviously. We got a tornado warning at about 4 o'clock in the morning, woke both of us up, and um, so obviously a scary situation, and but uh, you know, as far as the, the Razorbacks go with that, it's you know it's it's rained so much today you'd almost think that they might just go inside of the Walker Pavilion uh, for tomorrow's practice, which will be the fifth of, of spring football. But uh, yeah, it's been uh, uh, it's a scary deal when you when you start seeing tornado watch, and uh, I know that's that's caused a lot of problems for a lot of people, unfortunately.
0: I know it's been stated that uh, this year, this spring, uh, more if not as many as possible practices were going to incur inside the stadium, but I would think, Trey, as you mentioned, with as much rain that has fallen in northwest Arkansas, Mm -hmm. that uh, just as a precaution, things will be on the inside tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I think probably so. I mean, you know, one reason that – I believe it was explained, if I'm remembering this right, it's been a few weeks, but uh, the reason that they haven't been on the practice field is because they've been a little too damp. So I'm guessing the drainage is just better inside the stadium. And, uh, you know, we've had so much snow, I guess, I don't know, with the water just sitting there and then melting all at once, maybe that's caused a bit of an issue uh, with those practice fields. But they have not had to practice inside. It's been really good weather. I mean, every day that they have practiced, it's been at least, you know, mid 60s I think and up to you know yesterday was 74 now it was windy yesterday but it was it was still 74 degrees so it's been pretty cooperative as far as weather goes so far until until today which is obviously going to impact tomorrow
0: Trey is there any advantages disadvantages from practicing inside
1: I think there is i i i, I think that there's it limits you a little bit in terms of um, what you do, maybe the enthusiasm, you know, just because you're, you're in an enclosed space. <laughs> I don't know. It it never feels quite the same to me practicing indoors versus practicing outdoors. Uh, I just always felt like,
2: you know, indoor is
1: great. When the weather's not cooperative, you go inside. But otherwise, I always, always feel like it's better to go outside, unless you're doing something that you're trying to hide and make sure nobody sees.
0: What about special teams? Does it limit special teams?
1: Yeah, I mean, you can't, you're going to kick the, that giant fan that's up at the top if you're punting the ball. So, yes, it'll affect special teams. It's a little bit different dynamic, you know, you uh, where you have the uprights. The uprights are just like, it's just like fabric in the shape of a, a U, basically, a square U that's, uh, that's part of the net. So, it's definitely a little bit different. Um, you know, I think all those kind of things, uh, you know, impact special teams. Uh, I think that, the, the basketball game, the first round up in Buffalo, you know, playing in a hockey rink, you know, it's, it's, people say it's not, it's not a great shooter's gym. I think we probably saw that a little bit uh, just because of the way it's done. Uh, and then, you know, when you're also practicing indoor, this is something that Brett Bielema pointed it out, pointed out to me when he was coach at Arkansas, was that he wished that he was able to, um, you know, get in with people when they were planning these indoor facilities because they, don't give you any room to work past the end zone really you know you've got like what six feet five feet maybe after the end zones and that and then you run into a wall or a door you know so you can't really practice a lot of the stuff that you would like to be able to practice uh, in the end zone because of that so you know i've always suggested just you know why don't they just shrink the field and just you know they, they rarely like go up and down the field when they're in the indoor so why not just um shorten it you know by 10 yards or something. That way you can practice stuff in the back of the end zone. But uh, anyway, I, there, are, there are limitations, but it's also fantastic to have. I mean, it's, it's it really is. When when it's rainy outside or, you know, snowy or cold or, or whatever, and you, you feel like you need to get indoors for some good work, then, then there it is. Uh, Sam Pittman has said he'd like to get it heated and cooled. That seems like a pretty expensive bill for wow. a mm-hmm. building. That's uh
2: yeah.
1: yeah. That's a it's a pretty good sized building to uh, to heat and cool. So we'll see. Uh, you might might have to get a you know maybe a 10, 11 win season next year to get something like that done.
0: <laughs> How would you insulate it well enough? I either, don't know. I would think you'd also have I, to drop the roof. Uh, well, I'm I'm not a heating yeah. heat guy. Well,
1: some things that I, I don't I've never liked about it. You know when it gets Hot in there, you have to open the doors up. If you're standing next to a door, you can catch a good breeze, but otherwise, it gets pretty stuffy in there
2: mm-hmm. in the
1: summertime. Uh, and they they installed those giant fans. Uh, it's been several years now. Um, they also improved the lighting in there for, like, you it was kind of hard to take a good picture in there, you know, like just from a media person standpoint, we couldn't get good pictures. Uh, so, but it's still, you know, I don't want to be critical of the Pat Walker at Willard Pat Walker. it's it's a great facility i mean it really is and um it's been a big benefit and especially great for camps and things of that nature you know when you bring the high school kids up and um, so it's it's a great facility it's just nothing beats working outdoors
2: i can tell
0: you from a parent spectator standpoint when it's inside this is for a camp it's hot and oh, yeah. you would see everybody flocking as much as possible around, as you mentioned, the exits where the doors were open <laughs> because mm-hmm. otherwise it was a oven inside there. Uh, speaking of special teams, Trey, has uh, any clarity whether it's on punt returns, kickoff returns, have they even had a chance to work on that
1: yet? Yeah, they've been working on that. They've they not kick return and stuff like that. But uh, like uh, punt return, they. I think that was the first time I've seen them actually have punt returners back deep. Randy, um, the guys were Bryce Stevens, as you would, as you would obviously expect. Um, you have uh, Trevon Brazil is committed to Arkansas, Randy, Missouri, that just happened. Sorry, <laughs> okay, to change, to change to change pace on you. He entered the portal on March 22nd, shortly after head coach Juanzo Martin was relieved of his duties. A move that saw a significant buzz. He posted 6.6 points, 53.4 percent shooting from the field, 33.3 percent beyond the arc, 5.3 rebounds, 1.9 blocks, 21.6 minutes per game. Uh, so he he is committed to Arkansas.
3: Is he getting That's a scholarship? Happened. Sorry, <laughs> is he getting a scholarship? <laughs> yeah, there's there's uh. Let's see. That puts you back at fifteen again, right, Randy?
1: Yes. Well, they're going to yeah. have some. They're going to have some more guys leave, but I yeah. mean, Kentucky, Illinois, Oklahoma, and and others were were in on him. So he was he was a guy that was you know pretty well targeted. So
3: wow. Okay.
1: <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> well, I, I heard your alert on, go off, and now my, I'm looking. My, at my, I don't know if you heard all the pinging going off in the background, but that's that's yeah. what that was. That was Curtis Wilverson blasting out on newsletter and text alerts and all those things, so uh, getting the information out. But six uh, nine, two hundred fifteen pound. He was a freshman last year.
3: So hey, good to get that's some the, size. The newest Razorback yep good to get all some right size. curtis where's my
1: alert on
0: here i'm looking at my phone now where's my alert are you not signed up for free text alerts randy well i thought i was but uh i'm looking at my phone here and it's uh, you are nothing. not because i have
1: my text alert i have mine so you gotta well,
0: got to get my, there silence, on my So i mean that that may you know i always have to look at that but uh we send we
1: send our stuff out via text alert we send out a, an email newsletter when there's breaking news. You can sign up for all that stuff at Hog Sports. We sign, we put it on our Facebook page. We put it out on Twitter. It's on the home page. It's on message boards. We make sure everybody sees it. So that's as good as I can do, Randy. You gotta sign okay. up. Okay. All
0: right. I wanna trump you on I'm gonna trump you on this one. Um okay. I just got this and it says um, the University of Arkansas, Bo Weevil's pitcher, baseball pitcher. Mason Philly was named the National Collegiate Baseball Writers Association Pitcher of the Week. Top that one. The National Collegiate Baseball Pitcher Writers Association Pitcher of the Week. Mason Philly, the outstanding left hander, threw a perfect game last week, and now he is the National Player of the Week. So top that one. Okay. What you may that? have UA, a transfer. You a
3: Monticello. Is that it? Yeah, well, yeah, that's why they are a system. Well, we don't get tweets from them, but you must, huh? It's good.
1: Give me the answer your question that you asked initially, Randy. <laughs> on uh, on the I forgot what it is now. <laughs> 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 yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So they had Bryce Stevens, as you would expect, back there. Also, Dwight Southern. Ah, there you he go. out there, uh, returning, and Rashad Rashad DeBinion, the freshman running back. So they they just had three guys back there returning. So. um I guess they've kind of, I don't know, zeroed in on those guys or they just want to try these three this day and they try another three another day, but those were the only three out there. I also had this, Randy. They had some gunners out there on punt team. <laughs> I know you love that's your favorite special teams. Team. There you so go. So Make sure to it. write down that A.J. Green, Kari Johnson, and Keon Parker were the three guys that I saw working in that role. A.J. Green? That's pretty cool. A.J. Green, yep. Yeah, they want some speed. Cool. They got some speed. They got to use it. Yeah. Speed
0: to burn. Uh, let's talk to Big Keith. Big Keith, you got a question or comment for Trey? Big Keith, I'm in the house. What's Where up, bud?
2: Randy Rainwater. What's up, Keith? Well, Rick Schaefer. Hi, Keith. Hey, Trey, baby. <laughs> hey, hey, Keith. <laughs> Your voice always drops <laughs> a couple of octaves when you go to Trey. <laughs> hello, uh, G, okay. hello, Trey. It's because Trey ain't, ain't official. I, I like the DJs. <laughs> I'm you guys. Hey, uh, you were talking about how they all got to go indoors and all this. This is another reason why I keep saying we need to have a, a big, uh, you know, indoor stadium, you know. Like I brought up before, we need a going over. There. No, I don't
0: think there's a roof going over the stadium, no. No,
2: I don't think I so. so no, we got to make a new stadium, multi purpose. I would That's... not be
1: opposed hey, to exploring some type of canopy in some kind of way um, to help block some of the sun for, you know, those early September games, especially, you know, those luxury seats in the north end zone. Uh, If you have a, if you have, you know, September, if you have a, or an early game, they're just getting blasted by the sun. I mean, just just looking in the sun all day. Uh, I would like to see, I don't know if it's anytime soon, but maybe there's something that they could explore to to get a little bit better, you know, coverage or something uh, for for the fans there.
2: Okay. Hey, uh, before I ask before I ask Trey my, my question, I have a trivia question for you guys. Uh, you guys know what's so special about uh, the women's softball uh, stadium there? I forgot the name of it.
3: It's named Bob after. Him. Bob Bogle, whose funeral was today. Yeah, Bob and Marilyn Bogle. Uh, they were a couple that gave generously to the Razorbacks. But that's... Yeah. You
2: guys know what's special about
3: that stadium? Beyond being named after the Bogles? Um, what's, no, what's, no, 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 it's, no. No, I, I
2: found out uh, I, this weekend. Uh, it it it's, got, it's the highest stadium on all the SEC. Um, on the, the highest?
3: Really? Yeah. Of all SEC so, softball yeah. stadiums? They have... You mean the yes. seats go higher? So does that mean no, their capacity? It's,
0: high,
2: elevation. Elevation. it's on a hill? Yeah. Is that what you're oh, talking highest about? highest
3: elevation.
2: Really? Highest elevation, yeah, than any other SEC. Uh, uh, well, what about Ten- they, Tennessee? They
3: Tennessee's kind of in the – Knoxville's kind of in the hills. You're saying that Fayetteville's higher than uh, Knoxville? That's what they
2: said on ESPN this past weekend. Hmm. That's what I heard. So I thought right. that was kind of interesting. Hmm. Never heard uh, that. The other thing I was going to ask Trey, I was going to ask Trey, uh, what position, what place do you think will come in the West? Uh, and do you think Auburn would be as, uh, better than us this year? Because I don't. And you guys no. have a good day.
1: Thank you, Keith. Yeah, I was actually thinking about this earlier today. You know, kind of running through my head just based on what I see coming back for the hogs, you know, who they have coming in and uh, what the schedule looks like. Um, you know, first of all, I. You know, in the non-conference, I know it's a tougher non-conference slate. I still think Arkansas is going to have a better team than BYU, Cincinnati, um, you know, and anybody else they play uh, um, uh, non-conference, Missouri State and uh, Liberty. So then, you know, I started thinking about the, you know, the SEC. So South Carolina, they were certainly coming on at the end of the season. Arkansas gets them in Fayetteville. Arkansas had a better team last year, and I think they'll have a better team this year. Um, you know, you've got Missouri as your other East opponent. you got to go to Columbia. Still got a better team than Missouri. They're going to win that one. Uh, and then you start looking, you know, at, at the division. Um, you know, Texas A&M will be hard. Alabama will be hard. They get Alabama and Fayetteville. They beat Texas A&M last year. Now they've got some quarterback questions. Uh, so I'm, I'm willing to say maybe they split those games. Maybe they get one of them; they don't get the other. I think it's this could be maybe the year that they get Alabama.
2: Who knows? They get them in Fayetteville,
1: so that's big. Uh, almost got them. I don't. I won't say they almost got them on the road. But they played them tough, really tough, as, as well as they played them in years on the road. Um, got a better team than Auburn. Got a better team than LSU. Mississippi State and Starkville will be tough, but they have beaten them the last two years. Uh, Ole Miss, you know, Ole Miss is retooling. They've got Dart now at quarterback. They don't have Matt Corral, but it's in Fayetteville again. Uh, you know, this is, to me, like the good the good year for the schedule, you know, when, um, you know, you're the away team in Arlington and, and, you know, things work out that way. So, you know, just breaking it down, I think they can win 10 games next year. I really do. And I just I feel like that's what's going to happen. I feel like it's going to be a 10-win type of season.
3: Wow, and that's regular season with a chance to win eleventh in a bowl game. The well, way you're counting them, right?
1: I think so. Wow. I mean, I, I think they're. I think they're going to beat their two Eastern Division opponents. I think that they're going to win their non-conference games, and I think they split Texas A&M, Alabama, and I think they get LSU. I think they get Auburn. Um, you know, maybe split. They'll miss one. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they'd drop one of those. I don't know. But I, I just feel like they have so much coming back next year, including their quarterback, including four out of five offensive linemen. They've got to replace some guys. They've got some holes. They, they need to bring in a defensive tackle. I've been hearing some good things about Cameron Ball, you know, who's currently on the roster. But they could use some more, another body there. But the guys that they brought in, the guys they have coming back, I just – I see a lot of potential, especially if Jaden Hazelwood can, you know, come in and be, what, 80% of what Burks is, and you have some other guys step up, like Keetron Jackson and Warren Thompson, then I see no reason that they can, you know, that they wouldn't take another step forward next year.
0: All right, this from our Asher record service company live in feed feedback. It's kind of a lengthy one, so bear with me. Chainsaw Dave says... Do y'all think there was some illegal recruiting done by LSU to entice Brooks and Fouché to come to LSU with successful careers at Arkansas? Why else would they want to leave? I know the desire to play at home may have been a draw, but LSU already passed on them once before. I can't believe, uh, I can't help but believe LSU targeted athletes that were successful, encouraged them to consider returning with a scholarship offer. I don't trust anything about LSU athletics anymore being above board. Maybe Arkansas should do the same thing with Arkansas athletes that have left the state.
1: Well, Arkansas doesn't let any, really, a lot of guys. I mean, you can count on your hand the number of guys that they didn't offer out of high school that went on to, to have a whole lot of success. There are some, but it's most of them, no. Most of them didn't go on to have success. Now, as far as LSU situation, First of all, I'm not sure there is such a thing as illegal recruiting anymore,
2: okay? I think we've
1: basically, um, you know, gotten all the schools that were cheating and, you know, put it probably on a more level playing field with NIL stuff if you know how to play the NIL game. Um, So I'm not going to say that, you know, LSU did anything wrong necessarily. I know that there were probably some talks between those two players about returning home to LSU. I think that as much was said. But, uh, you know, the way I look at it, LSU lost a lot of players. They're going through a lot of turmoil. The players transferring out of the program, and they welcome those guys back who they didn't offer out of high school, and they're bringing them here because now they need them because they're not as good as they were. They are not. They don't have the depth. They don't have the players that they had. So, I mean,
2: I hate to just call it like it is,
1: but that's, that's what's happened here. In a normal year, LSU's not doing that.
0: Uh, Trey, speaking of losing a player, Texas A&M lost a former five-star tied into the NCAA transfer portal. I don't remember Arkansas, though, recruiting tight end Baylor Cup. He was the class of 2019.
1: No, no don't, remember. don't remember his name uh, in the recruiting service. That doesn't mean that they wouldn't explore that option. I mean, if, if, you know, Obviously, they want – and I've still – we're going to talk to Sam Pittman Thursday. And he last time we talked to him, he said he had three scholarships left. But I was talking to other reporters, and we all have two. <laughs> so we have we have them left with two. So I'm not sure where the other one's coming from uh, unless it's some kind of blue shirt possibility. But, you know, he has mentioned that, you know, he wants to focus on defensive line, wide receiver, uh, where the, were the two areas, unless there's somebody out there who up. So they felt like this guy was bad. I think they're going to be okay at tight end as long as he stays And Knox puts on the weight that they want him to, which looks like he is. All
0: right, Trey, we will talk with you tomorrow at 5.30. That
1: is with practice scheduled to begin
0: mm-hmm. again at 4 o'clock. All right, that's Trey yep. Beatty, hogsports.com.